The rule of three states, things that come in threes, are inherently more appealing than those that don't. With the next generation GMC Sierra, Canyon, and Sierra Heavy Duty, we couldn't agree more. Whether you choose to have the world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate, available only on the next generation GMC Sierra SLT, AT4, and Denali models, to confidently take on heavy loads with the available 6.6-liter V8 Duramax turbo diesel in the GMC Sierra Heavy Duty, or to get behind the wheel of the only mid-size premium pickup on the road, the GMC Canyon, you'll realize all three help you do one thing. Go professional grade. Step up to GMC and get 20% below MSRP on next-generation 2019 GMC Sierra Double Cab and SLE Crew Cab models with a traditional tailgate. We are professional grade. GMC. Offer includes price reduction below MSRP and purchase allowance. Not available with special financing lease and some other offers. Take retail delivery by 9319. See participating dealer for details. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, the Dew Sweeper. You're about to listen to an episode of The Tour Coach, which is going to give you an inside look at coaching golf at the very highest level from on the PGA Tour with my guys all the way to here at Mobile, Alabama in the Dew Sweeper Dome as we help folks of all skill levels, all walks of life, learn to achieve their golfing goals. So we're going to do a Tour Coach podcast right here in the heart of Oakley. After a long day of working in Mobile, Alabama, good to have Rick Lamb sitting there with us. Rick, what's up, bud? Just enjoying a nice little steak dinner. <laughs> I mean, that Mr. was like Ruggiero. that was like a little pause right there. Yeah, we got some Italian wine going. Sorry, I was finishing my wine there. Yeah. Um, so obviously, we've been working since about November ish. Yeah. Played PGA Tour, Corn Ferry. You brought up something today that I thought was interesting. You just mentioned the things that you learned when you were on the PGA Tour, or what you what you saw when you're out there. I would just like to talk about what did you learn when you first went out of the PGA tour? And we'll just kind of go from there. I guess, I mean, there's a long list of things you could really go through and we could sit here all night talking about it. But I think the biggest thing is, is just, it was very different than I guess what my perception of the PGA tour was when I was in college. What was your perception of what the PGA tour when you were in college? I guess it's just kind of what, what you see on TV is just the golf. You don't, you don't see the behind the scenes stuff, the stuff that goes into, uh, the preparation for the week, the sort of the circus that it is before the tournament mm-hmm. starts. Usually Monday through Wednesday, it's a little crazy out there. And then once the tournament starts, it kind of calms down. It's kind of how that was my view of it. How much of that do you think affects play? Curious because. I've watched it from a teacher perspective. I've had a bunch of young guys come out, and then I've, I've I teach some guys that have been through the circus. I think getting used to the circus is a big part of the. I think it's a bigger part of the deal than people think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things that everybody tries to tell you: don't change your clubs, do what you did, keep doing the things that got you there. But nobody nobody tells you really how to handle the. Hey, why don't you try this shaft, do this, try this club. Why don't you come out to this party on Tuesday night, do this. There's a lot of people pulling you in different directions that you don't necessarily have on the Corn Ferry Tour or the Web.com Tour when I was, I guess, in 2016, when I got my, when I was a, became a rookie on the PGA Tour, it was, um, the Web.com Tour then. And, uh, there's just so many different 
directions you can get pulled if, if you allow yourself to get pulled. How do you learn to deal with it? Experience. I mean, I, I think, I think somebody can tell you their experience and you can potentially learn from their mistakes, but I think it's one of those things you just got to figure it out on your own. I mean, everybody does, everybody has their own program. Everybody does things differently. You just, it's one of those things that you don't know how you're going to react until you get out there. So I think it's interesting as a teacher, I sit back and I watch young folks go out there. One of the things that I habitually see is I see folks get to the PGA Tour and think they got to do something more or different than what they did to get there. Yeah, I think... You think I, that's an issue? Yeah, absolutely. I think I had a conversation a couple months ago with Jeff Pierce, who I work with on, right. my, on my short game. Awesome short game teacher. Yeah. Great teacher. And basically what it boiled down to was that there's a lot of guys that get out to the PGA Tour and they don't really know how they got there. And I think, to be honest, I think I kind of fell in that category a little bit, but I think... I was one of those guys who kind of busted my ass. I was always in the gym, mm -hmm. always trying to get better, stronger, work on my game, whatever. But I don't, I didn't necessarily have a formula that I could say A plus B, this is how I got there. Mm -hmm. And that was one thing that he kind of helped me realize was that a lot of guys don't necessarily know how they got, like you get there, you get out there, but when you get out there, you've got all these different people telling you, Hey, maybe you should try this. Why don't you try this club? Maybe play this golf ball. And it, it's, it's not an easy thing. It's not easy to stick to necessarily what got you out there because you see all these guys that you grew up seeing on TV and you're like, Oh, this guy try it. You see him on the range. You say, Oh, this guy does this thing. This guy's on the putting green doing this drill. Maybe I should try that. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily going to work for you. It's interesting as I watch. One of the red signs for me or red flags for me is like if you've played a golf ball or you've played a club or whatever, like why would you change that right when you're coming yeah, up? Right. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's right. It seems so simple to say that. And I, me now, I can, you know that right? I can say that because I've been through it and I can say like, and this is the advice I try to give guys is that to give to guys that I know that are going to be rookies or whatever on tour. And I say, keep continuing to do what, what you think got you there. Like do the things that you're good at and just get very, very good at those things that you're good at. But it's one of those things where you get out there. If you don't have immediate success, you start questioning a couple things. And I mean, everybody, everybody reacts differently to being a rookie on the PGA tour. It's, it's one of those things where you've got to, different people pulling you in different directions and you really got to know what got you out there to to be solid on your direction of who you are as a player you had some success had a bunch of success obviously a great college player tennessee my wife says go balls um MJ's in the house here <laughs> and uh, giggling in the corner. Um, giggling is the right word and played great coming out of college, played great on the web at that time, got your tour card, played fine, then lost your tour card back to the web. What do you think now has you set up to play great this year and to get ready to go back to the PGA Tour? Because I think it's interesting. Like I watch guys and I talk to them all the time, just walking around. Like, 
I look at guys and you talk to them and you can tell when they think they're really going to get back. And to me, those guys are generally the ones that get back. Mm-hmm. Like I can talk to a guy and a guy will be like, Oh, you know, I'm working on this. I'm working on, you know, like, and you're like, that guy's just, but the ones that are determined and the ones that really have something and believe they're going to get back are generally the ones that are going to get back. What for you is your plan and why do you think you're going to be back? Cause I believe you're going to be back. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think when I got on tour, it all happened very quickly for me. Starting the 2016 year on the web.com tour, I had conditional status. I finished like 70th at Q school finals. I had membership on the web.com tour, but I wasn't getting any starts. I got into the BMW. I missed the cut. I Monday qualified into the tournament in Nashville in early June, mm-hmm. missed the cut. But I had, at that point, I had played probably seven web.com events. I think it was like five or six the year before in 2015 off Monday qualifiers and top 25 finishes. So I was pretty comfortable out there. I knew what to expect. I knew how to, like, each week. I had an, a general idea of how to prepare and what I was getting into each week. But in July of 2016, on Monday qualified for the tournament in New York. I won the Monday qualifier and ended up winning the tournament in the playoff. And everything just happened very quickly for me. So, which tournament was that? Is the the LeeCom in Chappaqua, New York? Yeah, yeah. Um, 2016. It was early July, and by late August of that same year, I had locked up a PGA Tour card. So, in eight weeks, I went from having very bad status to marginal to very bad status on the Web.com tour to I'm going to be a rookie on the PGA Tour and. Life comes at you fast. Life comes at you quick, yeah. I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of experience traveling and dealing with the ins and outs of the the PGA Tour because PGA Tour is pretty all-encompassing because although it's the PGA Tour, they still control the Web.com Tour, all the other Latin, Canada, China tours, and you still deal with the same people, and it's kind of the same program. And I just... I had some experience with it, but I had never played a full season out there. So mm-hmm. for me, it came pretty quick and I missed every cut my, on the <laughs> fall season on my rookie. The first, I guess, five events I played in the fall. what did you think? What caused missing those cuts? What do you think? Did you, I think for me, I was, did not do good enough. I think for me, I was probably a little bit burnt out. Just, just not being ready for, I played, I think it was like, 11 of 13 weeks in a row. And I just had never played that much golf. Yeah. But it's a lot of golf coming from college and mini tour up to web.com tour and the PGA tour. So quickly it was just, I'd never played 11 or 13 weeks in a row in my life. So it's just, I got, why would you? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a lot of golf and it's a lot of travel. So I think, I think I left for the Monday qualifier on like July 2nd, Monday qualifier for the tournament ended up winning and I didn't get back to my house in Sea Island, Georgia, until like September 25th. Jeez. So I was gone for three months, essentially. And I, and I had no idea what I was getting into. So that was a learning experience for me. I learned a great deal in those three months, how to travel, how to, how to find a caddy. How do you find a caddy? Um, you got one now. I've got a great, a great caddy now. His name's TJ Jones. He's, He's been with me for nearly three years now. He's a guy who's, he's got so much experience. He caddied for Sari Pak for a long time. He's been in big moments. He's, mm-hmm. he's caddied at every, like, he's caddied for another guy on the PGA Tour for a couple of years. For me personally, I wanted a guy who I could hang out with 
I don't need a guy who need, he's going to tell me how to play golf. I want a guy who I'm going to be comfortable with for six, seven hours a day, who is going to cut up with me, joke around, have a good time, but also keep me in line where I need to, where I need to be focused, where I need to relax a little bit, stuff like that. I think finding caddy is a big thing for a player, a young player. I think every player needs something different. There's some guys as they go along that need the more experienced caddy. Then I think there's guys that need the guy that's experienced, but it's more like somebody they can relate to. Yeah. But I think that's an important part. I don't, I, I think the caddy is something that's very underrated in the experience of a young guy coming out. Cause I think a caddy, I've watched players, I've watched a player in Oregon where he could have earned his card there that I think if he had a guy that was more experienced on the bag that we would have got his card. Like I think, I think have, I, I think at the right time, having a really good caddy is a very important part of the deal, but I think it's got to match your personality and you can't just force like, and I also don't think you can force the caddy player relationship. Like you can't just take a guy that's a good player and just say, Oh, this guy's a really great caddy and he's going to be great with you. Exactly. And that's, that's to your point. My caddy has, his TJ, his philosophy is he says to me, you don't need me until you need me. You know how to, he, he says, you know how to play golf. You know how to think your way around a golf course. But when it comes to crunch time, for example, my rookie year on the PGA Tour at John Deere, I finished, ended up finishing third, but we're, we're in it's the hell hunt. of a finish. We're in the hunt coming down the back nine on Sunday and the whole time he's, he's trying to make me laugh and relax. And I'm, cause I'd never been in that situation right. before. I'd never, my best finish up to that point was like 17th or 18th in Hartford at the Travelers. And so he, that was a couple of weeks before and he just, he's just trying to keep me relaxed and keep me not looking at the scoreboard and just say, just keep doing what you're doing, stuff like that. I mean, it's a lot of guys. I mean, I would almost equate it. It's, it's kind of like dating. Like you, <laughs> you're trying to find the, like the girlfriend who matches your personality. Right. Like you need a caddy who matches your personality because you spend so much damn time with them that mm -hmm. it's just, if you if you're with a guy who you don't get along with, it's going to show after a couple of weeks spending that much time together. I think a little bit of that is the same with teaching. Yeah, absolutely. on the tour. Yeah, it's different. You kind of watched me today with some younger kids. You know. Uh, George and Laura Birch, brother and sister, playing high school golf, and, and John Stubbs, an eighth grader. And, but, like, that's one thing. Teaching you guys on the road, we spend a bunch of time together, whether it's here at my house or it's on the road with the guys or whatever. Like, it's a different deal. And I think it's a little bit like Dayton because I think there's, there's teachers out there and I think there's coaches out there that are super smart, super great dudes. But if their personalities or the way they handle you or the way the mix is with everybody out there doesn't work, it's kind of like dating. Yeah. You know, like, you know how, like, when you're in high school, like, you liked a chick and you went out with her, but you didn't like her friends, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I had a girl like that, right? Yeah. She was a little chunky, but, <laughs> like, you know, but, like, <laughs> right? I'm just saying that. But, 
<laughs> you know, like, you know, it's, it's just, it's a family, like when you're out there traveling. So it's a different yeah, deal. Absolutely. So it's not just about knowledge when you're out there working, right? It's about how the fit is and how everything works. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that that kind of falls in line with, I mean, just as a tour player, you have everybody out there has their, I guess you can say quote unquote team. So you've got your trainer, your swing. Which has gotten more so over the years. Exactly. Used yeah. To not have teams. yeah, exactly. So you've got... Obviously, you've got your family who's always going to be behind you. And then you're trying to bring your swing coach into your family, trying to bring your trainer into your family. Potentially, if you have an agent, you're trying to bring them into your family. You're trying to get everybody. We can talk about agents later. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're, trying, to, you're trying to get everybody on your side all going towards one direction, which is to make you play as good of golf as you can and keep your tour card. and playing all the majors and win majors and mm -hmm. whatever your goals are, you're trying to align everybody within that param those parameters. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, necessarily think that's an easy thing to do because finding a caddy, my first year on tour, I struggled to find a caddy. And then my caddy, TJ, just kind of fell into my lap. I, I got invited to play a pro member at, down in South Florida, I met him down there got his phone number and asked him to come out and caddy for me. And it's just been a great match. I mean, he's been unbelievable. He's, he's like an uncle to me. Mm -hmm. um, he's been with me for three years. I mean, he's, he's been through the highs and lows with me for finishing third at the John Deere to losing my PGA tour card. I mean, he's, he gets, he's it. the best. Yeah. He's, and he he's gets seen it. it. Yeah. And he's gets it. Um, but it took me a while to, to find a guy I was comfortable with out there. I think it's important. I personally put a lot into the everybody getting along and everybody pulling in the same direction deal. I think there's some people that don't think that's as important, but I think that's a, I think that for what you do is a big deal. Yeah. Having I, your I family a, pull it. I think it's a bigger deal than most people would give credence to. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I've been around a little bit and I think having the caddy and having the, having the teacher and having the family and having the fitness person, having everybody have the same goal yeah. is a big deal nowadays because I, th I think the player, I think the player benefits from that. I really do. Yeah. I, I used to not. I mean, I remember when I first was coming up and I just thought, well, you give a guy, you get a guy swinging good, you get a guy swinging it on the plane or you get a guy doing this, you get a guy doing that. He's going to play good. I just, I mean, I don't think that shit matters as much as everybody buying into what they need to do and the player believing in it. I really don't. And I think it's more important that the player believes in it than the stuff that you're asking them to do is a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's one of those situations where it's such a fickle game where, I mean, if you, you ride that momentum, you can take it all the way to the top. I mean, if you, you start feeling confident and it starts snowballing, you can, I mean, look at, a guy like Brendan Todd, who is crazy, an unbelievable right? fall. Like a guy who's it's just, he's a great dude, phenomenal short game. And he's finally, he's, he put it all together again. I mean, he won, he's won before, but he came back this fall and just absolutely dominated the tour for a three week stretch where I think every week. He, he went first, first, fourth. I mean, right. And he's played pretty good. He's played good at coming yeah, out the start of this yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's played phenomenal golf. And it's when you get all your shit aligned, I mean, <laughs> we're things, not editing that. When, That's awesome. When things fall into place, I mean, 
and you just get on that roll and you just keep snowballing. I mean, you can you can do some really cool things. So for lack of, I'm going to use your words. So what do you have to do to get your shit aligned? What are the keys for you to come out of here? Because I firmly believe I don't ever work with a guy that I think can't do it. I really don't. I mean, like, because to me, when you start working with a guy, your ability, like, we're going to we're gonna spend a bunch of time together. we got to believe in each other. Like, when I watch you hit a ball today, he's reading Twitter over there. That's why he's laughing. But um, when I watch you hit balls today, there's no shot you can't hit that isn't good enough. You hit a good enough today to win a PGA Tour event. So when you look at yourself, like, what is it that you have to do this year? What is it that you have to do? that get you back to play into that ability. I mean, I think a lot of it is comes down to just kind of self-image and self-belief where you see like my rookie year on tour, there's a couple of weeks where like I was really feeling it and I played well. And then there's other like early in the year, my rookie year, it's like you're kind of questioning, do I belong out here? Have I worked hard enough? Have I done all, have I checked all my boxes to get out here? What are your boxes? To be honest, I think I know what my boxes are a lot better now than I did my rookie year on tour, which that's was, interesting. Which was three years ago now. So I think. What are your boxes now? I think it's it's a lot simpler now than what it was back then because back then I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't mm-hmm. know what the there's such a jump between the web.com or the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour where Corn Ferry Tour it's very simply like there's the club reps out there they try to help you make your club get your clubs right you've got your swing coach where they may not be out there every week but they're trying to help you everybody's trying to help you and then i felt like when i got to the pga tour everybody was trying to pull you in a different direction saying why don't you try this new club try this new product try this try that i'll scratch your back if you scratch mine kind of thing where it's just one of those things that you don't like as a, a college player, or an amateur player, you don't watch TV and see all those behind the scene things where you're getting pulled in different directions and you got to learn how to say no to people. And that was the thing that that's hard. That's it's not easy to do. I mean, you, you've got all these people like, yeah, well, I'm out here. I've got all these opportunities presented in front of me. I would like to try this. I'd like to try that because it may make me a better player. But at the same time, why wouldn't you stick with what you, what got you there? And it's you gotta you gotta have a lot of self belief to not. How many people do you see out there get out there and lose their card because they don't stick to what got them out there? I mean, it's hard to put a number on it, but I mean, it's. I'm sure there's plenty. Of, there's plenty. Of, I, I would fall. Into, I think I'd fall into that category. Like there's plenty of guys. Like you get out to the PJ Tour as a rookie, you're already your back's already against the wall because you don't get as many starts as the veterans who are in the top Tough of 25. Deal. Yeah, for sure. My rookie year, I got eight, 18 or 19 starts versus the average guys playing 26 to 30 starts a year. So you're already behind the eight ball, which. You know that going into it, so like you know you got to play well. Which is interesting because everybody thinks that when you get your PGA Tour card, that you're on the same playing field. It's a level ground. It's just you, like just throwing, but you and Ricky Fowler going head to head. Same deal. It's not the same deal. 
Yeah, correct. I mean, it's in, but the thing is, a guy like Ricky Fowler, he's he's earned, earned it. He's, 100%. He's, Ricky's he's, one he's, of my faves. He's earned his right. I mean, you, you get a guy who's who's won multiple tournaments. Not David Bergano. Not David. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so you get a guy like Ricky who's, who's, say, he's won the year before. He gets to go play in Hawaii. You get an automatic points. You get an automatic money. You get to go to Asia where you get. There's no cut. You get automatic points. Mm-hmm. You get money just for showing up. I mean, it's it's very different than being a rookie. So, like, my rookie year, I played. My first event was Napa, which is awesome. I mean, it's a cool place. You get to... Great spot. I mean, it's an awesome place to start your PGA Tour career. Drink wine. Yeah, you drink wine, great food, awesome atmosphere. But the thing a lot of people don't realize is probably four to six six of your starts as a rookie on the PGA tour are opposite field events. So you're playing for instead of first place being 500 FedEx cut points, there's 300 FedEx cut points. So as of that, you're already behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. Say, say you play good at Sanderson farms or in Tahoe or Barbasol, you have a top five finish at one of those events. It doesn't mean as much as a top five finish at Arnold Palmer or, the players championship or anything like that players is crazy and you know thankfully for us in the south sanderson's become a full field event which i'm yeah so which that's, I, that's but changed I, since my record. right yeah right which is which, great because it's an it's a phenomenal unbelievable event. and and the folks there steve and the folks there do an unbelievable job yeah. at sanderson so Falls. that was sanderson was where i had my rookie orientation and Crazy. Steve Gent was awesome. He, he's he he's the best that there is out he, there, he in is, my opinion. He is. He took care of every rookie. He invited us all out to a rookie dinner. We had our orientation. We had our PGA Tour rookie dinner, and then we had our Sanderson Farm rookie dinner, which Steve took his time to introduce us to a lot of great people within the Sanderson Farms organization. I mean, that, that tournament was... Even though it was an opposite field event, it was an event that everybody enjoyed playing. They deserve their spot as a full field event, hundred percent. Yeah, the job Steve did was a good job, and 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 I think everybody that plays in that, there's a lot of people that like going to play there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like the what the tour's done with there. So, what are you looking to do this year as we kind of look towards wrapping this up? What are your goals this year? What are we looking to do this year? Um, I think the ultimate goal is to get back on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously playing the Corn Ferry Tour this year, just trying to get get back in that top 25 so I can get back to the PGA Tour and use some of the experience that I've learned over the last couple of years and keep playing good golf and try to get into those bigger events. and keep. What's good golf for you? I've had a couple of odd because I asked more probing questions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, we got MJ I mean, in here standing silent. It's the most yeah. silent he's ever been. Yeah, he's in a mute standing over in the corner. I think, I mean, if you're teeing it up, you want to win. Mm-hmm. That's that's the ultimate goal of anytime you play a tournament, you're there to win. And obviously, you want to play at the highest level and win at the highest level. So for me, I want to get back on the PGA Tour. I've never played in a major, so I'd love to do that. I'd love to get in a major and mm-hmm. contend in a major and win majors. I know I got to work my ass off to get to that point and you will. It's not something that's going to come easy because there's a lot of guys that want to be there and there's a lot of guys that want to win and there's a lot of guys busting their ass to get to that point, but that's where I want to be. That's where I see myself and 
hopefully I'll be back on the PGA Tour next year. Awesome. MJ, anything to add from the kitchen? He shakes his head no. Rick, awesome stuff. Thanks for hanging out with me at the at the Ice House and in the Dome and, and here tonight. We'll look forward to seeing you at the PGA Tour next year. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Tour Coach with Tony Ruggiero. If you enjoyed this, make sure to hit subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast. You can stay up to date because we have weekly episodes coming your way with fascinating people in the world of golf instruction at the highest level. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. If you want to learn more about Tony, head over to dosweepersgolf.com to get all the details on what he's up to. Maybe you want to see him, grab a lesson, or go to one of his camps, pick up his book, Lessons from the Legends. You can do that there. If you want to see Tony in action with some videos and other content, head over to golfsciencelab.com slash Tony to get more info there. This episode was powered by the Golf Science Lab and was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Published Productions. There's one thing if you know about me, if you've listened to the Dew Sweepers, you've come to listen to me talk, is you know I'm big on loyalty. We give 100% here at the Dew Sweepers. We put a lot of emotional investment into everything we do with every one of our players. And the same can be said for our partners and the folks that have been with us for the long haul and help the Dew Sweepers, help our juniors, help us get to our tour players. And so I want to give a special thanks to our sponsors. Our sponsors are, first and foremost, Buick and our local Buick dealers here around the Southeast, Shrixon Cleveland Golf, who've been with me for over a dozen years, and their belief and support of what we do here with the Dew Sweepers. And lastly, the folks at Vineyard Vines. The folks at Vineyard Vines love what we do with junior golf. They support us on the road. There isn't a better family or group of people that are going to help us look our best, play our best, and have more fun than the folks at Vineyard Vines. So special thanks to our sponsors, Please support those as you get the opportunity. And for more information about any of those, check us out at dewsweepersgolf.com or you can always check me out on Instagram at the Dewsweeper.